Working on Thomas. Gets around him. Up under and in. Oh, what a move for Kyrie Irving. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome into the Up and Under podcast. I'm your host, Hani. Join with me, as always, it's Zeeshan. It's good. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to apologize in advance with my voice. I'm feeling hella sick right now, so uh, I'm going to, first of all, apologize. Yeah, relax, bro. Don't cough on me, man. Yo, man, you got to chill, man. I'm freaking, like, dying over here. But, uh, yo, I still show up, bro. I still show up, man. No days off, you know what I'm saying? All right, man. For this episode, we're going to be doing something special. We're basically going to be going back to the archives, back to the archives of the NBA, recapping uh, the last 10 years of NBA champions. And we're going to be ranking them as far as significant, from 10, which being the least significant, to 1 being the most significant championship of the last decade. So we're going to be going with that, and also we'll be breaking down the up and under segment for for you guys. So, without any further ado, let's get right into this. Rewind. Okay, so yeah. So at number 10, we have, in our opinion, the least significant uh, (laughs) title from... This decade, which is the 2018 title, where Golden State versus Cleveland and Golden State Warriors um, swept the Cleveland Cavaliers 4-0. Yeah, that was a really shitty finals. Uh, that was that was <coughs> not a good finals. Um, first of all, game one, game one, we're we that, that started it all. Like okay, that that, exactly, that started all. We thought maybe the Cavs could maybe win one game or like. At best, least that game. Like, best case scenario, like, win two games. Bro, their best chance to win exactly. a game was that game. Was that game. And they were... It was game one in the Oracle. And they were up. Like, they and were they winning. they were up. Exactly. They had a chance to win that game. LeBron had a 50-point performance. First time that's happened in the finals. And a person... And he lost. Exactly. Because J.R. Smith... That was the first time a player scored 50 in the finals and they lost. It's because J.R. Smith ended up forgetting the score. And instead of putting back a, a missed free throw by George Hill... He took he, it. He to, ran the opposite he, way because he thought they were up. He took it to midcourt and LeBron. So Jared Smith yeah. ruined that fifty-point performance by LeBron. Um, it was also a very just boring series. Like was, honestly speaking, like that was such a trash finals to watch because it was like really Golden State wins again, and because KD just makes them so OP that. Also, also Skip Bayless loves to point out that um, that. LeBron should have taken that shot instead of passing it to George Hill, who got fouled. But George Hill had a layup, and he was open. And he bricked the layup, but he got fouled at least. So that's well, on that George was... Hill to make those two free throws. He should have made that he should have made the free throw to, to go up. He shouldn't have missed the free throw. He shouldn't have missed the free throw, but he missed it. Jerry Smith could have just tapped it back in. but He uh, was in perfect position to put it back. We 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 saw how that went. But yeah, as uh, Hani was saying, it was... Most forgettable series. Honestly, like I, I don't it's even. Such a boring after series. that game one, I didn't. I just stopped watching. Like I, I didn't, exactly that 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 finals. I don't even think I watched it to be honest. Most because like, like I barely remember because it was mostly like it was just after game one. Was, like state just killing the Cavs. yeah. After game one, it was like yeah, it's over, bro. LeBron was running with like Jar Smith, George Hill. Um, who was their small for? Uh, well, LeBron was small for Jeff Green. There? Jeff Green. And it was it was not a good catch. Kevin Love was like at fifty percent. It was not a good series. So yeah, not. that was number ten for so us. That's probably like the worst. Of the that decade. was the worst finals. Moving on to the second worst, of, second least significant of this decade is the two thousand seventeen NBA Finals between the Cavs and the Warriors. The Warriors ended up winning the series four to one. Now the reason why it's not as significant is again kind of like the last series. The last series it was that 
KD ended up joining the Warriors, and the Warriors just were just so every OP. everyone expected the Warriors to win that season. If they didn't win the uh, <laughs> championship that season, which they almost lost in the conference finals to Houston. Let's yeah. get that out of the yeah. way. Yeah, if but, Chris Paul didn't get injured, who exactly. knows? Exactly. But at the same time, you can say if Andre Iguodala didn't get injured, then who knows who? Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, again, like the Cavs were able to get a game, but. It was the Warriors just dominated. The, the only series. little significance was of the series was that you know KD uh, won his first ring. Won his first ring. He got that MVP, and he he pretty much hit the shot over LeBron. Exactly, and he vaulted himself into that one A one B uh uh thing with LeBron. Yeah, like that truly sparked the debate is who's who's better now? Yeah, even, even though even though legacy wise we know LeBron's better, but who's better in the moment, KD or LeBron? That's what catapulted him in with that MVP, especially that shot. Exactly. So pretty much other than that, this finals again, pretty boring, not as eventful as you know, other finals in the decade. Exactly. So uh next up at number eight, we have the twenty ten uh finals with LA Lakers versus Boston Celtics. The Lakers won in seven. Um, and your and face, was, Celtic fans. It was. It was Y'all never gonna win again. It was a competitive series. The most interesting thing was Kobe took your hearts. Uh, the most interesting thing was that this was the year. I think uh, Ron Artest. Yeah, Trevor Reza was starting. I think the last finals they got Ron Artest for this finals. I'm pretty sure. Um. So yeah, Ron Artest was on their team. Uh, the most interesting thing was to me. Uh, that Boston actually, you know, they pulled it together. They quad. Um, and then they got to the finals with all the injuries that they were having, especially with the whole KG injury, which was the reason why they probably didn't make the finals in 2009 was because of KG's knee. Yeah, it, again, it was a competitive series. It was Kobe's fifth ring, obviously, his last championship uh, ever that he won. Kobe fans love to forget that he didn't play that great in that game. Yeah, seven. he did not. He play. did not play that great. But he was playing with a broken finger. That he is was, true, but this th- what this it's more significant on the Boston side because this truly marked the beginning of the end of their big three. Uh, I mean, it was we can look back at the numbers and say it was the beginning of the end. But to be honest, they were still competitive up until I'd say twenty thirteen, where LeBron. Well, really it was after them out. like look, they had one more year where like I think wait when did KG go back leave or. Yeah, that was in, like, 2014 or whatever, Yeah, but I think, like, after this season, after the 2011 season, that's when Ray Allen left, and then the whole beef kind of started, and, you know... No, Ray Allen left after 2012. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. So, so like, two more 20, years. 20, 20, but is this, this... 2012 was where they uh went to six against uh LeBron. Yeah. They went up... Uh, or, no. No, yeah. Seven, no. seven, I think. They went to seven, because they went up 3-2. Yeah, LeBron took over game six in Boston. Yeah, exactly. So, it's... They went up 3-2. So, they're still pretty competitive in 2012. But in terms of numbers-wise, uh, 2010 was their last time they made it to the finals. Which was a shame because they had such a loaded team. Yeah, but team just after nice. 2008, 2009, KG's injury kind of like derailed them after that. Yeah. So, again, it, lower on the list, even though it was it was the last championship for Kobe. And it was still a good series. It so. was a good series. But, again, like it's significance-wise, like not many people are going to remember this series. So moving on, well, Celtics fans. Celtics fans will, but who cares about Celtics fans? <laughs> so moving on to the seventh, to number seven, we have the 2015 NBA Finals. So this is the first series between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Golden State won this series four two. This basically started off the rivalry between Golden State and Cleveland. So this basically started everything exactly, off. Exactly with all the conversation about how LeBron LeBron's first have, year back in Cleveland. LeBron didn't have Kyrie or Kevin Love. <laughs> um. 
was, LeBron he was running was with Dallas Gobert. Well, I mean, his percentages weren't that great, but he was putting up almost like forty points a game. Like he took um, over. Like he had to take over. His second best player was Matthew Delvadova. Exactly, right? so, and he still was able to push and the Matthew, series. If six. you remember, Matthew Delvadova went to a hospital and needed like fluids drained or whatever fluids in him. I forget what it was, just because of how hard he was playing defense. Like yeah. that was crazy, man. This guy was guarding, running off Steph Curry, running around Steph Curry everywhere. So yeah. that was that was just. But. It was also the Warriors' first title win in over, like, 50 years or exactly. something. So, it was significant for the Bay Area because they were able to w- to finally win a championship. Uh, that Golden State team was actually fun. Look, looking back, it was actually a fun team. Cause exactly. Nobody, nobody expected it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so, we a lot of people predicted them, like, semis. They would probably uh, get out. Or, or, <laughs> um, or They would maybe. lose to the Clippers. Yeah, that. Good. That Golden State Clippers rivalry was sick, man. These guys, every game they, they would play, they fought each other. They each other. It, was, it, was, it was such a sick run. I, that was, like, one of the only rivalries I actually stayed up until, like, 1 o'clock at a.m. just to watch them fight. Because it was, it was a sick rivalry. Yeah, they hated each other. Those but in 2015, Golden State won, like, 60-whatever games it was, and then they just pretty much destroyed that rivalry. And that was that was also significant because it was. Steph Didn't Curry. Chris Paul get injured in that in like the the first the, the first round series? Chris Paul got injured every year, man. No, but he got the hip injury yeah, like where he had hit the buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. San over San, yeah, in San exactly. Antonio, I think I think so. so. That was a. But yeah, that was significant also because that was the. It whole, was Hampton. That, that was Hampton. that was the start of Steph Curry's dominance as well. He won the MVP that season, um, and even though he didn't. People love to say, I, I will defend Steph Curry on this one thing where people love to say that he doesn't play good in the playoffs or the finals. Which, in fairness, he does tend to dip down a bit. But in 2015, he arguably should have won that MVP, that finals MVP. Andre Godala won it just because he's guarding LeBron. I mean, he did a great job. I mean, he did LeBron, do a good job. But I mean, at the same time, look, Steph Curry at the end of the day, should have won. At it. the end of the day, Steph has three rings. I don't think he really cares if he gets the finals I mean, MVP. Okay, he, I think he cares about not getting at least one final. Listen, you, you're... Would you take the finals MVP or take the You're arguably ring? the best point guard of this generation, right? Very but, arguable and to you me. Have, and you have three rings. Look, I'm going to clear up a misconception MVP. about Steph Curry. People assume that I hate Steph Curry. I don't hate him at all. Like, no, I, I don't hate him. I don't either. hate him. I hate what he did to the game in the sense that kids only shoot three-pointers. Exactly. I, I, I hate, hate that. that. I hate that. But as a player and as a person, I think he's a really good person. People don't work Great. on, like, fundamentals, nothing anymore. They yeah. just... They just once you hit shoot the, from 35 feet, exactly. which is like, bro, like, that's not the game. Exactly. But no, if I'm going to say best point guard, um, I would say of our generation was Chris Paul. No, like, but I'm saying, I'm saying this, uh, <laughs> I'm saying like the second part of the generation. I'm not like Chris Paul, Seth Curry, um, if you want, you can throw Darren Williams in there, um. Well, now you're going way too far back, but yeah, I mean, like I would, I would take a couple other players over Steph Curry, like um, for the point guard, like as far as like the greatest of this this generation, uh, like I would say that. But yeah, he's also one. Okay, no, but would you agree, like the second part of this generation, second half? Uh, 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 to me, that can't be. If debated. we're talking within the last like, like three, five, four five, years, five years within the last, I would five say years. he's one or two. Like no, I'm he's not definitely who's who's who would be one over him. Nobody. I can't, I can't think of anybody off the top of my I would say if you're looking at it overall, like just as a player who would be able to do more, I would say Westbrook would do Westbrook more. Westbrook is number one? As an overall player. Westbrook is number as one? As an overall player. What? 
Evan Westbrook player. is number and that's one. That's just the first name that came to my head. I you know there's someone, Westbrook over Steph Curry. There's someone else who I'm thinking about, but I I, I forgot about who he was. But Westbrook is one of, was one of my my top three. Who Kyrie or something? I don't. It wasn't even Kyrie. I forgot who it was. Like I had it in my head. I'm like, no, this guy is a really. I would I would actually take Dame over 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 Curry. Huh? I actually, I like Dame huh? a lot. I would take Dame, huh? I would take Dame over Curry. What? I would take Dame over Curry. What? I would take Dame over Curry. Nah, okay, okay. No, no, so you're, you're okay. You're not gonna take Dame over Curry. Okay, that's what is just what is wrong with this man? Come no, on, man. no, man. Bro, I I, I honestly no. feel like as a complete package, Dame plays defense. He can shoot as well. Dame as Curry. doesn't play defense. He's playing better not, defense than Curry. No, he doesn't. Steph Curry's a better defender than him. Bro, Curry is not a good defender. Neither is Dame. Dame is even worse defender. At least Dame can actually play defense, and he no, has he the physical to play he defense. He can't play any defense. Steph Curry's a better defender. I than would still take Bro, look at that stat. Steph Curry's not even Dame that bad of a clutch. He's, he's just as good as a shooter, in my opinion. Great playmaker, great leader. I think Dame has all the intangibles. Okay, and plus, he's been forgotten so many times. Okay, but yeah, he plays important. Listen, you want to talk about shooting. Steph Curry's still better at shooting than anybody <coughs> else in NBA history. So He's also had like one of the best teams of all time okay, for the last three years. And he has Klay Thompson take pressure off of him. It doesn't and he had KD for the last three years. Okay, but he's still... Like, bro, what was in this finals? He put up like 40-something in this finals, too. That, again, like that year, he was good, but like again, like no, if I'm saying Damian like Lillard is again, that's just personally better. me. That's personally no, me. Wait. See, that's why I get so much, so much. No. I get so much hate from no. people. Like, Listen, Steph Curry doesn't even have to touch the ball to make his team win. He doesn't even have to touch the ball. He just needs to stand at the half court line, and it'll be. But that's my thing. Four. If you're gonna be playing like at the point guard. Like that to me isn't like what the the, the position of a point guard. But should that's be. what a point guard is now. No, but like I'm saying, like my own personal opinion, I feel like if I'm looking at like true point guard, in my mind it's Chris Paul. With okay, his, but his that's point guard. but that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying Chris if you're Paul going off of the last point. few years, statistically, leadership, overall play, I would say I would take a guy like Damian Lillard. Hell no. Like, no, no. Whatever. Let's move on. All right, moving on to number six, we have the 2014 NBA Finals between the Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs took this series four to one. Uh the Spurs this year, if you guys remember this uh, <laughs> season by the Spurs, this was one of the greatest teams we ever saw. I mean, they had Duncan, uh, Ginobili, uh, Parker, and they had Kawhi emerging as a superstar. But like not not Danny just Green, because of that. Just Matt Bonner, of, like all these other f- players who who were just good in their role. Like the, the Spurs had such a great system, and all these guys played well in their role. The Spurs as a team were one of the most fun teams to watch and one of the greatest teams. Just the way they passed the ball, the way they played their defense. Their ball movement was crazy. Their, their, their team as a whole was just amazing. I would say like it was either the 2013 series or this series is when I truly started respecting the Spurs and I was like, okay, yeah, they're, they're I mean, a really good team. How did you not respect the Spurs before? No, like I've had, but like, respect, like I would say like I started paying more attention to them starting these two years because I'm like, oh crap. Because like obviously yeah. we're, being up in Toronto, we don't get like San Antonio games and stuff like at like regular times. Exactly, but 2014, San Antonio was one of the greatest teams we ever saw. They're passing; everything was amazing. Uh, they didn't make any mistakes. They were they were efficient. Everything. This was uh, also this the was... choke year, the LeBron choking year, where everyone basically criticized LeBron for choking. No, which, not really. No, remember because he got shut down by Kawhi, and then this was the year that he had the. Was this this was the year that he had the freaking uh, the heat the, the issue? Cramp. Yeah, the cramp. The cramp. Yeah, the cramp issue. Cramp. <laughs> uh, yeah, like this. That it, it was a weird. Fight. That's why it's a little bit lower because obviously you know 
Okay, now, nah, but listen. It was LeBron, also a coming LeBron, out party for Kawhi. LeBron was the only one who pretty much did anything for Miami <laughs> that series. Chris yeah, Bosch, Dwayne I was think bad. Chris Bosch, I don't know, I don't remember if he was injured or not, but he didn't play the best that series. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Wade was, he was really bad. He was on the decline hard by that He was time. really bad. He was, he was already on the decline. Um, and then, yeah, that was it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and this is also the series that Danny Green really made a name for himself by saying like, the record for threes. In. And Kawhi, because Kawhi exactly. had to guard LeBron James, and he and, did a pretty decent yeah, job. Yeah, Danny Green, I think, what, set the record for most threes in, in the, the finals. finals. Yeah. In the finals, and yeah. That was, he, he went crazy. He went really day. good. But, um, yeah, so 2014. Uh, it was it was good series <laughs> if you're a Spurs fan. I mean, if you're a basketball fan in general, it was just nice to watch that Spurs team all Yeah, season. I mean, like, you would have liked the series to be a little more competitive, but then again, like, the Spurs were just that good. Exactly. And Miami didn't um, play that well. Either. Yeah, so next up, number five, we have the 2012 series of with Miami versus OKC. Miami beat OKC 4-1. Uh, this was, I think, the most significant just because it was LeBron's first title. Yeah. Like, LeBron is basically the goat of our generation, and, like, he's he's the Jordan of our generation. So, basically, exactly. his first title means so much because of all that he had to do. Like, after this was also his vengeance here because after the embarrassment of last season where, exactly. you know, he ha- he lost to the Mavericks with this stacked super team that he created. He, not one, he, not five, not seven, whatever it was. Yeah, like, the, you know, like, they, they were basically saying that they wanted, like, seven championships. Exactly. So and they lost their very first This year. was his vengeance here because uh, if you guys were around <laughs> for 2012, you guys remember how... Was this how, when he brought out the face mask? The black face mask? That was 2013, I think. 2013 yeah, yeah, was yeah, when he, right, yeah. he broke his nose. I think Ibaka, I think, elbowed him in the nose or whatever <laughs> it was. Um, but, yeah, if you guys remember the 2012 season, this was, LeBron was, like, 100% focused this season. Yeah. He was not, you guys remember that Try iconic, LeBron. iconic photo of him against the Celtics when he dropped that 45 point before, before the game, when he was on that, like, Kobe face, man. Bro. LeBron was 2012, on a LeBron was insane. He was, he didn't, he didn't shoot that many threes, but. His inside didn't the three have point to. game, yeah, he didn't have to exactly. He was just a beast. He, he bullied was, everybody. He, he, this was like his vengeance. He shit. was great on both ends of the play. Like when people criticize LeBron for not playing defense, like LeBron showed you that he's when he wants to be no, he's one of the best. Nobody criticizes him for not playing. No, defense No, I mean like in the regular before, season and stuff. No, before before like before that, but like I'm talking about now. The Cleveland, the second. Cleveland. I'm talking about like now. When people yeah. criticize LeBron. Like when LeBron wants to be, he can easily be the best defensive player in the league. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't okay, won a defensive player. Not anymore, not anymore. I'm su- like, yeah, maybe not anymore, but at that time, I'm surprised he didn't win a defensive player of the year. I know, I think he should have won one. Like, maybe one, but... He, he should have won. But this was also, I think, significant because of... This was where we thought that OKC Thunder would... This would yeah. be their stepping stone, but this ended up being their peak. And this was significant It was because sad because the they OKC had... Franchise. I mean, yeah, they made it to the finals, and they... The, who did they beat? They beat the Spurs to get there. I mean, it was a... It was a significant moment. That they, they beat were, the Spurs. They beat the Lakers. They beat a lot of teams to make it to that moment, and then they just collapsed in the finals. Like the moment got. I too mean, big. they didn't. They didn't collapse. Kevin Durant was pretty <laughs> good. James Harden and Russell Westbrook struggled. Struggle. Yeah, but like either way, I mean, the whole team as a whole wasn't ready to but play yeah, in the moment. Exactly. So after twenty twelve, then James Harden got traded, which I mean. And the time wasn't that bad of a decision. You can look back and say it now. But it, here's the here's the thing. If they kept James Harden, James Harden would not be James Harden. He would have been the OKC version. That's true, but then again, it's like are you seriously gonna let that level of a talent just go? But for, listen, and when, listen, when they had the choice the, the, of either Ibaka or James Harden. 
They said they had enough perimeter oriented players with KD and Russell Westbrook. No, but they could have made the money work. It was a four million dollar difference. Like, I mean, a, looking it was back, four, it was a bad decision. In it was the a, moment. No, no, no. In the moment, like either way, they could have made it. They could have made. They it didn't work, want but... to make it work. They could have easily. They could have easily used some stretch provision or like maybe use some like mid level exception to to uh, to make this work. But uh, they didn't, and uh, OKC now regrets that entirely. Now. Uh yeah. So. 2012. Uh, at, number, at number four, next up, we have the 2013 series. And we all remember the series for the Ray Allen shot, to be honest. Basically. that This was... this was. I, I remember, mean, it was a good series. Uh, bro, I remember series. watching that... When that moment happened. Like, I was watching the game live. And, like, it was, my brother was a big Miami guy. I was cheering for the Spurs because I really liked the Spurs at that, at that moment. And then, immediately... Like, I thought the Spurs were going to win that game. And immediately when I saw Ray Allen get... Like, Bosch get the rebound. Ray Allen, I'm like... Like my jaw dropped. I was uh, first of all, I was impressed because of that shot takes a lot. Like to get it off that quickly and that Ray Allen's release. I think the most amazing story blown. about that Ray Allen shot is how he did that exact same drill for what was it like fifteen years, and it was it happened in that moment. So he would that drill where he would lie down in the paint, get up and run backwards to the three point line in the corner and shoot it. He did that drill Bro. for he dr- he did that drill for his whole career. And that's when it came Bro, in. Bro, his hand. shot was even. Like, he didn't even look at the three point line or nothing. He he backpedaled backwards. Yeah, he, he knew where, where it was. Practice makes perfect. And also his release, man, like it, like it, it's so impressive. Like when you look back, because Ray Allen's release is such that when he brings it all the way down and yeah, he brings exactly. it all the way back up, so that d- technically does take some time, especially if he's lining it up. But that was super quick. Um. Yeah. So Ray Allen hit that shot, but people like to forget that. <coughs> They would have been nowhere near that game if it wasn't for LeBron's fourth quarter. LeBron went crazy yeah. in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. And then also in the next game, he played pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, so Ray Allen's shot was crazy. Um, Kawhi Leonard choked right before he He missed the free throw. throw. Uh, Manu Ginobili also choked. And that that's why throw. it was significant because 2019, Kawhi made sure not to miss a free throw. Exactly. And then um, Greg Popovich took out Tim Duncan. Which allowed Chris Bosh to get that rebound. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad decision in the in? moment. Who did he, he put, put in Boris Dia? Yeah. That was not bad. Obviously, he was giving up size. Exactly. And like, he was giving up So, Boris, yeah. Boris Dia could cover more. Which, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't a bad like, decision. You could, you could understand his, his logic because he wanted versatility. Exactly. Uh, especially on the But looking position. back, that was not a good you decision. You would rather match up and so match Chris, up better. So, Chris Bosh uh, had... A free rebound. And Chris Bosh basically... Actually, no. Credit to Chris Bosh. He grabbed that like, rebound that hustle, from, like, like, three people. Honestly, he took a lot of criticism, you know, becoming a third option from, like... And, like, well, you know... I think it's ridiculous, to be honest, man. Yeah, like, the criticism was ridiculous. Like, the guy won two rings, like... At the and end he of the changed day, his whole game. Yeah. He, he was, like, a top if he, five... He could be a really good player, even he, today. He was a top if five... If he was el- still playing. Exactly. He was a top five elbow player. In the NBA, and the I fact see. that he became like he like if you see Brook Lopez, Bosch was doing all this before Brook Lopez was even doing it. Like I think, the yeah, exactly. stuff. I think I think Brook Lopez is a good comparison, um, <laughs> except that I think it was the exact same thing with Chris Bosch, except that Chris Bosch was like ten times the player Brook Lopez yeah. was, and the fact that Chris Bosch was one of the best defensive. Well, players that's the thing. Brook Lopez got to the point where it was like he had to change. To to to, well, Chris to stay in the NBA, no, but he but Bosch had to subdue to, in order to play with these good players to win this championship. He had to subdue. Uh, Lopez, his game was already phasing out. He was getting older. His game was phasing out. There was he had no choice. But yeah, 20, 2013 was a big a big year for 
for Miami. Now, moving on to the third most significant championship, which I know most of y'all, especially from the States, are going to criticize us for. Actually, I don't know. I don't know about that. A lot of people I don't are know. happy that Golden State but lost. But it's the 2019 finals. The Toronto Raptors taking on the Warriors. Raptors we the win. champs. Raptors won the series 4-2. So, I guess the first thing that's significant is the Raptors are the first team outside of the United States to exactly. win the NBA championship. Second of all... This was Toronto's first championship. It's Toronto's first championship in like... I don't know. Like well, over, Raptors first a long championship time. and their franchise. And Toronto's like first a Canadian, championship... Like, since 1993 or 1994, Three. when uh, when uh, the Blue Jays won, <coughs> um, yeah. So I, it's it's it was one a- of the most. I think we might be biased because it's a lot more significant for us. But I mean, if you're talking about NBA becoming a global uh, enterprise, everything like that, it's basketball becoming a global Bro, sport. I, I think most people are gonna remember like how crazy Toronto got, like in the streets and stuff when they won the championship. Like that was. A crazy Bro, three million people in the parade. Like I don't think you've ever seen a parade that insane. Bro, they, they got delayed four hours because of how many. We people know we were there. We were there. I I died that day. I felt like killing myself that day, bro. It was so bad. But, but I stood up on my feet for ten hours straight in thirty-five degree weather. Celsius with, with Celsius. So I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. One of you guys can maybe do like one hundred five or something. I don't like know. That. Whatever. It's hot, man. It's hot. Yeah, hot as hell. It's hot. That's I, I stood up for ten hours with like three million people around. Yeah, it, it, trust me, it was a uh, shout insane. out to the girl who gave me water like three times because if it wasn't for those water, if it wasn't for that water, I probably would have died that day. Like no lie, I probably would die. Um, yeah, but for us, I think it was a lot of also the uh, another significant part. It was that. Gold State kind of broke down after this. Yeah. So KD, I mean, Clay Thompson's still there, but he's injured. So yeah, Clay KD Thompson left. tore his ACL. KD obviously ruptured his, his Achilles, which well, and yeah, KD he left. He came yeah. back from the calf injury, but then it, eventually he ruptured his Achilles and well, I he think left. for the most part, this marked the end. Uh, this marked the end of Golden State's uh like complete dominance. That's what marked the end. Golden State can still be good. Yeah, they can still be a contender. But they're not. Go- like, but they're not gonna be dominant like how they were. Like they're not KD. gonna be leaps and bounds better than everyone else. They're exactly. basically just a good team. In the um, number two, uh, for runner up for most uh, impactful uh championship this decade, we have the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers versus Golden State series, where the Cavs won in Game Seven. Uh, Golden State blew a three-one lead, bro. This was this was the most memeable NBA Finals of basically. All time. So basically, so Draymond got suspended in Game Five after uh, trying Andrew to, Bogut got injured in Game Six, Five, six, whatever it was. Andrew Bogut. I feel also, like it was four, and then the game no, that no, they no, were playing Andrew, without Andrew Bogut got injured afterwards. I was, I don't think it was Game Four, but anyways, Andrew <laughs> Bogut uh like snapped his leg or broke his yeah, leg. yeah he broke his leg. That was bad. but then Draymond also got suspended because he uh tried to punch LeBron in the groin and. Exactly. Uh, right in front of the official too, which is kind of which kind of kind of stupid. Itself. Honestly, I don't even think that was that bad. That incident wasn't that bad, but with the culmination of everything Draymond had done that season, yeah, and also like they so had to. Like, what was it something. like? He he had the most technicals in the season, and exactly. That carried and over. And he kicked that. Stephen Adams in the balls like I don't know how many times. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I remember that. Oh that was God. just significant. Stephen Adams has a tough and also for NBA. that that was Cleveland's first major uh, sports championship since the Cleveland Browns in like nineteen sixty whatever it was like sixty three. <sighs> Jim Brown era. That was that was their first championship since the Jim Brown era, in all sports, uh, and that was with LeBron, the hometown well Akron kid. 
And LeBron I, basically kept his promise, which was his, he wanted to bring a championship to Cleveland. Exactly. That was his whole reason for coming back to Cleveland. He wanted to bring the championship that he couldn't do the first time, which is uh, which is why this is pretty significant because he was able I to I think finally... one of the biggest memes was uh, when Klay uh, Thompson was talking about how LeBron got his feelings hurt and Le- they told LeBron. LeBron just laughed it off and they ended up destroying them. That was fun. Uh, LeBron also with... And then also the block was... Kyrie had, um, Kyrie had... 40 points in game 5. LeBron had 40 points in game 5 and 6. Um, and then, yeah, of course, uh, LeBlo- LeBlock, the block. The block was great. The shot. The shot. Like, there exactly. was a lot of great moments. Back-to-back moments, pretty much. That block almost. by LeBron was, was crazy. Yeah. And I don't I don't know, like, people, man's like Skip Bayless talking about, oh, that was such an easy block. Watch the sports science on how LeBron did that block. You'll see how hard that block was. Nobody, probably nobody. Bro, like, he came out of nowhere. LeBron. LeBron literally ran full speed and had a zero point, I think zero point four or zero point zero four second window to block that. It, it was crazy because Andre Iguodala put it right up at the backboard, but LeBron had that split second. And LeBron point. had the two hand, like he had to do the two hands, and he eventually exactly. got one. So yeah, um, that was that was a big championship. But finally, the most significant championship, at least from the last decade in the NBA, is the 2011 NBA Finals. Now, yes, people are going to be. Question will be like, what? The Mavs won that. Like, the Mavs is like, nobody remembers exactly. that. Exactly. Nobody, but... It's about the Miami Heat. And it's about, because of the fact that LeBron assembled this huge super team, made such a big deal about winning multiple championships, then eventually choking and losing to the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA Finals. This was also significant because uh, this was a one superstar team versus the Miami Big Three. Dirk was the only super... Although the role players were all good. I mean, Jason Terry, Sean Marion, uh, Jason Kidd. Jason like, they Kidd, had a Tyson lot. Chandler. Tyson Chandler. That, that was a really By the really way, good... Matt screwed up by letting Tyson Chandler, or trading, whatever it was. When they when Tyson Chandler left, that I think was, they let him walk. I don't know. Whatever. I don't, I don't remember. Whatever it was, that killed. That was a mistake. That, that, that was a huge mistake. Easy that mistake. killed That killed their team. Um, but yeah, that was because Dallas Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki versus the big three. And Dirk also played sick in that finals too. So it was Dirk like Dirk played amazing, and that was that was his. Jason Terry was for great. 2006, when he got beat by the Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal Miami Heat, um, and then also for 2007, which was probably the worst moment of his career, where he lost to the We Believe Warriors. Um, and yeah. He choked. Yeah. As an MVP, he choked hard. So I think that was the biggest vengeance. Um, for him. But yeah, it's most significant mainly because of the fact that how the mighty Miami Heat fell to this underdog team. Like, it was probably one of the best underdog stories exactly. of this last decade. Like, when you see a team like the Mavs, you don't expect these guys to make it, to let alone make it to the NBA Finals. Nobody expected them. A lot of people had them gone first round, second round. Um, and the interesting thing was, I think, one of the things that don't, that doesn't get talked about uh, enough for the Dallas team. They... Uh, well, I don't know if they swept them or not, but they beat the NBA champions. They beat the Lakers. Yeah, no, they beat the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. What was it in the first round? I think second. I'm pretty first sure. or second round? They, they beat swept the Lakers. them. I'm pretty no, sure. no, because the second one they beat the Spurs. Well, they beat the Spurs no, in the first I think, round. I don't, no, 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 the Spurs, Spurs, Lakers. I think the Thunder. I'm pretty sure was in the conference finals. Yeah, either I way, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It was either a long way, time they 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 swept. <coughs> they swept the defending champions. The uh, LA Lakers, um, and the, and also they beat the Thunder. They beat I think the Spurs as well. They made out the Western Conference that year, which was already a uh, accomplishment in itself. But then they also beat the Del- uh, the Miami Heat. 
which was which made them the most significant championship um, in the last decade for us. Yep. So let us know what you guys think. Let us know who you guys believe are were the like what championship do you guys think is the most significant over the last decade? Now, obviously, this is a debatable list. Uh, so let us know what you guys think. Let us know on social media and whatnot what you guys think. But now let's move on to the up and under segment for this week. So. Are you up or under on Kobe Bryant saying that the world has now caught up to the USA? This is coming off of coming off of when the United States men's basketball team lost to who? Who they France. to France? And then they the tor- lost in the to uh, Serbia, so they finished seventh. <laughs> seventh, I think. Yeah, they seventh. finished seventh. Better than twenty first, like what Canada finished. But bro, I don't know. How these but the US team is typically. Supposed to, supposedly supposed to have the most talent. Okay, so just to add some more context to this, uh, Kobe was saying that, um, like, the whole narrative about um, the world catching up to U.S., Kobe was like, nah, that's, that's, uh, that's an untrue narrative. It's, the narrative should be that the world is already caught up to the U.S., which I am, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. That. Look, because here's there's a lot thing. of talented US, players in the US, world. US, US the world. didn't put out their best roster. We can all agree That's on true. That. But then again, you got to admit, like some of these but teams are really good. Like these Spain teams, if, these listen, France if, teams. If, if, if they haven't caught up to the US. Like look at Argentina. They're playing close. fucking they're Luis very, Cola. They're very close. Even if, if you say they haven't caught up, sure. But they're very close already there. Yeah. Um, the basketball is a global sport now. International talent is becoming so much better. And I think, I think even... Uh, Kobe and all these guys have said that the AAU system has really killed it for American players where the international players are coming in better than the American players. It's because, which, the, it's because the international players have the ability to play with the national team from a young exactly. age. Exactly. So they have chemistry and stuff. But also the fact that the AAU system, and I agree with that the AAU system doesn't teach the fun- fundamentals properly. It doesn't teach what it means to be to try to get to the actual NBA. Yeah. Where the international... Uh, they teach it, the game, how it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. So, um, AAU, the AAU circuit is all about self-promotion. You know, this player, I'm trying to get to the highest level I can. Not to mention AAU, you're playing with guys of your own age. In the international, you're playing with grown men. And the AAU, these guys play how many games, like, a day? They're playing on different teams, like, five different teams at a time. So, yeah. there's no there's no sense of urgency. cohesion. No, yeah, no cohesion, no sense basketball, of basketball Like, basketball... Uh, Purity, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. Um, it's more about just individual base, um, <coughs> and I think I think Kobe has some truth to that. He was talking about how the days of the '92 Barca team are gone, where um, like the U.S. isn't just gonna destroy everyone now, and that's not gonna happen anymore, which is true, um, because the teams are a lot better now. Everyone's a lot better. Not to mention like everyone. How many? Look at uh, all the award winners this season. Only Lou, Lou Williams was the only American, I think, right? I think so. Something. I like wasn't that. even paying attention to the to the, to the FIBA Cup. No, I only the found awards, out the, the awards. Yeah, no, I wasn't even paying attention. The NBA awards. Oh, the NBA awards. What? The only non-American? The only American was Lou Williams. Rudy Gobert's defense player of the year. MVP was Giannis. Yeah, uh, Pascal was, was Luka Doncic. Pascal, Pascal was, MIP. was MIP. Holy crap! Yeah, exactly. I think uh, yeah. So wow. it's it's truly a, a international game now. It's truly a global game. Wow, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think there's some truth to that. Um, next up, just while we're on the topic of uh, FIBA, uh, Jerry Colangelo recently said 
uh, that he'll remember who dropped out of this tournament. And so I, are you up or under on him actually uh, carrying out, like, like telling these NBA players who dropped out that, oh, you're not going to be allowed for the Olympics? Are you up or under on yeah. him, Benning? I'm up on that because, obviously speaking, um, I get it for players like LeBron and, like, the higher two, the older guys who, you know, you know, honestly have already won a medal, don't really have much to play for. But for, like, other guys, like, who, who dropped out just for preventing injury, like, to me, is, like, come on, man. Like, like you guys can go out there and do something special if you really want to, but when you're just dropping out because, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt. Like, look at a guy, like... And no, the, but the thing is, also, they dropped out because uh, the tournament got pushed back to 2019, uh, which was the main reason why they dropped out, especially with all the changes in this NBA season. I think that was, that was probably the main reason why they dropped out. But I do agree with... Uh, listen, if you're going... If Gary Colangelo and all the U.S. Uh, executives are going to say that you're... If you don't make your commitment for the World Cup, you're not allowed to play for the Olympics. Like, it's a commitment. Like, if, you, you know, if you're just going to drop on your out, commitment, yeah. like... You know I'm what I'm saying? At, at any job. Like, if you listen, drop out a commitment, like, you're, there's going to be consequences. And it's better to lose than not carry out on your commitment. Because if you say, if you bring everyone in for the Olympic roster, then every, nobody's going to show up for the World Cup anymore. Everyone's just going to drop and be like, okay, I'll, I'll come for the Olympics. But it has to be a constant commitment, yeah. which you guys want. So I think you have to carry that out and act on your word. Then. Yeah, definitely. And listen, like, losing, I don't think losing... Listen, U.S. is still the premier um, basketball uh, country, but... Losing isn't what it is, uh, isn't what it was anymore. All these, as we said, all these international teams are all good. Yeah, like so if you if like, the US if team lose, played and lost, like yes, it would be a big story. But also, but also, it's it's not unbelievable. Credit to the, yeah, credit exactly. to the international it's, team. It's, like these teams are good now, so it's yeah, not like so, it's some unbelievable thing. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, speaking of the international teams, are you up or under on Marcus All being the first international player to win an NBA championship and the FIBA World Cup in the same year? Well, I'm obviously, man. Yo, yeah, championship Toronto. parade Gasol, bro. Like, this guy is a legend at the cha- championship. Well, they didn't parade. even let this guy speak at the parade. Like, oh, he nah, was man. so dumb. He was gone, man. He was bro, gone. even in freaking Spain, he didn't yeah, yeah, tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Time. I know. Um, bro, Mike yeah, so great. I think, I, as we're on the topic of uh, international players becoming a lot better, Marcus Gasol is the first international player to win an NBA slash WNBA championship and win the World Cup in the same year. Um, I think 18 other players did that before, but they were all from the U.S. And Marcus was the first international player to do that. Yeah, uh, which is amazing. Um, it's good for. It's been a great. Basketball. It's been a great 2019 for Marcus Uh Next up, are you up or under on the NBPA pushing back against the NCAA agent certifications that they released uh, in the beginning of the summer, mm-hmm. which we had an episode about also. NBPA pushing. Back. The NBPA, okay, so well, I'm, to add some context, yeah. the NBPA is pretty much saying, you know how the NCAA uh, released all those rules about yeah, yeah. agency? and then oh, they what had the agent to, has to be to be qualified. Exactly. So, and then they had to uh, retract the Rich Paul rule about the high school, college, like you have to go to college, right? So they retracted that So they rule. basically said you just need to be certified. Exactly. You need to so have they like retracted a, three years the, of They retracted experience. the high school rule or the college rule, but they kept all the other rules. So what's happening now is the NBPA is saying we don't want we don't care about any of those other rules. We're not gonna we're not gonna obey any of those rules. I kind of disagree. Because I feel like as an agent or as any job, there should be qualifications for that job. No, but they're not saying there's no qualifications. They're saying we don't want But I definitely I don't, I don't feel saying, like the NCAA being super unreasonable no, that like I think 
that like they're saying that oh well like yeah I admit the college rule like you have to go to college that's that's dumb but to be certified in 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 the agency be MBPA certified like that to me no but MBPA, is important. listen in my opinion I don't think it's I don't think uh, I I kind of agree with the NBPA because the NBPA even said in their statement the NCAA should have no authority dictating what agents have to do because that's at a professional level. They're, they're not. They don't have anything to do with. No, I do admit that the the, the NCAA is trying to control the narrative, which is what they always try to do. They try to handcuff students, which to me is is unfair. But I kind of see where they're coming up because also as you want qualified agents to be representing students no but that's that's what that should be within the nbpa's jurisdiction what what does ncw well i feel like they both should collaborate together that's what i feel well it's not gonna happen because the nba is gonna kill the ncw with the 18 under rule i mean the 18 year old i still don't like that i still i think i still don't like listen if you get a professional job when you're 18 Who's to say you can't do it? You know, either you make that and leap, looking you gamble at, on your life. And look, it's it's their life at the end of the day. If <laughs> if they if they jump to the NBA and they're successful, they're successful. If they jump to the NBA and they fail, they fail. That's hey how man, it is. This might be like just the old man in me, but looking at the way kids are being brought up these days, and this is a, again, this is just my own personal opinion. I don't feel like you, it's the right thing for a kid to thrust them into the NBA when they're 18 without some direction or some level of structure. At, no, but there at is educa- at, at a, a foundational level, level. They have all these rookie um, conferences now, all these yeah. workshops. Look, everything. again, like if there's a program putting place, like if you're just going to throw a kid into the NBA and start giving them NBA money without well, listen, any direction, listen, it's like... Even if you're 23, if you come from four years of college to the NBA... What's zero dollars to four million dollars mean? You're gonna blow that. It doesn't matter if you're 23 years old, 18 years old, 38 no, years old. No, but then old. you see more kids getting into drugs. You see more kids getting into. But that was always there. That was always. But there. no, but that's the thing. Now because it's becoming more aware that in school that hey, you gotta know how to manage that money. You gotta be responsible. Exactly. So shit can my, go wrong at any moment. In my opinion, that's why it's better now than ever because they never had that before. I I don't know. I I, pers- I, I look at the maturity aspect, and I also look at it from like. The NBA is not for babysitting. So, like, they're well, not supposed to babysit. to babysit. No, but that's the thing. Kids are so pampered and baby nowadays that... Okay, but you're 18 years old. At the end of the day... You're coming out of high school. You're That's the definition of being pampered. You're... Listen, it worked for LeBron, KG, T-Mac, all these players. So, why wouldn't... And besides, and these times players... have changed, man. Listen, I, I don't see it happening. Like, unless these they put players some are... kind of qualifications in place some kind of like rulings in place listen these players are coming in at 19 years old now what's the difference these guys don't go to college anyways they go for one semester hey man, th- where they show up for the class they sleep in the class for one semester one year of college direction it's they're still... not even at college though that's what i'm saying no but look at it doesn't, doesn't even matter about the education the coach is still there the coach can still guide them in the right no, direction listen, of what they can and look can't at, do look at ben simmons what did he do in college why did he why did he and have look at ben, Sim- look at ben Simmons now. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. And Ben Simmons, if you watch him play, he literally just... He got on the floor and he would just stand there because he did not want to be there. He would literally just stand there for the whole game. And then that's why he had so many questions going into the NBA. And look at him with 100% commitment now. College, he didn't want to do anything. And the NBA, now that he's getting paid, he'll actually do something. And he's all-star because of it. You know, so I don't I don't know. There's no there's no right or wrong thing, but in my opinion, I... I, I I don't know. I feel the NBPA. Um, next up, uh, so Sean I, Livingston retired after fifty se- seasons. Uh, I feel like it was the right, right move. 
Um, <laughs> after everything he's been through, like, I, I, think, I, I, I didn't, after the Warriors letting go, I didn't see him getting another contract anyways. Like, I didn't see anyone really taking a flyer on him. So I mean, he could have gotten a contract. I, I mean, think. he has three rings. Like, but, what else are you playing for at this point? I think, exactly. So he was already older. But I think the main thing we can say about Sean Livingston's career is just incredible uh, the re- re- resilience he showed. It I was think incredible. That was, like, he had an incredible storied career. Like, just coming off that, that like, he almost lost injury. his leg. He, he could, he, yeah. They almost had to amputate his leg. And for him to come back from that and become a good role player on three championship winning teams shows you a I mean, lot. he's got three rings. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, when you come back with that... And it's not like, like he was a bench warmer for those either. He was, no, he was, he was an important part He was a key for contributor those teams. for the Warriors team. So, I think, yeah. Uh, Proud to Sean Livingston. Uh, great, ha- great career. Happy retirement, Sean Livingston. Yeah. So, are you up or under on the Orlando Magic exercising... Um, Markel Fultz is twelve point three million dollar option for next for this upcoming season. For so yeah, so that's his uh, fourth year. Option. It's his fourth year option. Um, so this would essentially mean that Markel Fultz will be a free agent next year. Honestly, I'm up on it just because. Listen, the Magic. It's not like they're in a win now mode. Okay, let's be honest. They're not gonna win anything. Maybe uh, max the win is like maybe a first round, and that's being generous. But maybe a game in the first round. Listen. Uh, Twelve point three million is a bit, but with that's, the NBA, what the already, money is, he's on a first overall pick contract. So with, that's exactly the difference. with the with the money now in the NBA, it's not that bad for taking a flyer on, especially if you're a team like Orlando, taking a flyer on a young guy who we haven't actually seen play. Probably. Yeah, that's that's true. I think it's not put up or shut up in my Falls. It's either you have a good year this year, and Orlando needs a point. Not guard. even, not even good year. Just show show that you can play at an NBA level. Yeah, that's it. If you show that, teams will give you another contract because they'll see at least you're you have. Orlando a solid needs foundation. a point guard. Everyone forget Orlando. Orlando's point starting point guard is DJ Augustine. Their backup is MCW. We saw how that went for us in Game One, bro. DJ Augustine, solid player, but. He's getting old, man. You can't. You cannot tell me that he's your starting point guard. Well, um, <coughs> I don't know, man. Like Magic, I, for me, it was a like why not move. To be honest, it was like why why wouldn't you? You know, there's no there's it's a low risk, high reward move. Pretty much, honest. yeah. Um, like if he does well, then yeah, they'll be signing. And so finally, uh, are you up or under on all the stuff that KD said? So let me let me go through some of the stuff they said. Uh, it was in a recent interview. And everyone was like, what the hell is going on? So, uh, first thing he said was, when he got to Golden State, um, through the whole his Golden State tenure, he didn't feel like a part of the core. That was number, that was like the no- number one thing he said. He it was didn't, true. He didn't, he didn't feel like a part of the core of Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond, uh, Iggy. Yeah, but that was true. He should have um, known that going in. Number two, he said he'll never feel attachment to OKC ever again, and everyone there is fake. That was number two. Number three, we'll talk about these points in uh, detail. Uh, number three, he talked about how the Golden State offense only works until a certain point, and then he has to ISO. So deep in the once you get to a point in the playoffs, uh, that's when the Golden State offense only works until that point, and then he has to go ISO. And pretty much, he was saying the Golden State offense doesn't work in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back to number one. Where so that's why I'm completely so. I guess he talked about that yeah. he didn't feel like a part of the Golden State Warriors court. Look, I'm completely under on everything he said. Mainly because if we're going with the first point, he didn't feel like part of the court. Uh, duh. Like, they already won a championship without you. They didn't actually need you. They, on- they only brought you in because you wanted to win. 
Exactly. You wanted to leave OKC and you want to take the easy way out. You were never going to be part of the core. So there's no point in uh, complaining about that when you already knew that you knew that when you signed up. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so talking about the whole uh, him not feeling like a part of the court, talking about how uh, Steph, Clay, and Draymond grew up in that system, and Iggy came uh, was came earlier, and it was still like kind of mentor, mentor, and everyone else that came into the Golden State want to revive their careers. Jermaine O'Neal, Sean Livingston, Maurice Spates, Leandro Barbosa, all those guys um, all came in to revive their career. And he was saying that he was the only one that didn't come in for any of those reasons, and he was already at the top of his game. My thing is, what were you? What, what did you expect? Exactly. Like, what What did you expect? Exactly. Like they're a team that just won the championship, been to two straight finals, won seventy three games together. You only you, you they you were a joined. cohesive unit. You, you joined. joined. You, started, you basically jumped on the bandwagon. Exactly. So you're you not joined. Be you joined because you wanted to be a part of that team. Um, and also the fact that he was like talking about how he didn't feel like a part of the corn stuff. Listen. You, you never can't, were. You can't. You can't. That statement is a bit directed. I think is unfair to Steph Curry. You know, Steph Curry took a step back. He did. You. Clay Thompson became a third option. For he you. did. Draymond Green lowered his stock so much. He you did. Remember 2016, where he was at the top of his game, and everyone's talking about top ten player. Blah blah blah. blah. He when you came, he was relegated to grabbing boards and maybe running the offense from time to time. He he took a, st- a huge step yeah, back. Yeah, he took a big. He took a big step back. Andre Iguodala took an even lesser role for you. So, Every, I think everyone, it's not, it's everyone not sacrificed fair. for you. Exactly. I don't think and it's me, not fair. And let me jump either. over to the Golden State offense only working so important. That's completely false. The Golden State offense worked great without KD. Listen, here's the thing. The reason you joined Golden State, if everyone remembers, he said the reason why you joined Golden, State's off, uh, Golden State was because of their offense, where he didn't want to ISO all the time playing next to Russell Westbrook, and he wanted to just be plugged into a system. So my thing is, why are you complaining about that system now? When you're the one who want to be plugged into that, and system? The, I, you want to be a, a cog in that system. You didn't want either, to be your, either way. A when, when you when even when Katie had to ISO, that's only when the offense kind of dried up and they and needed they a only, bucket. They only gave him ISOs because that was his game. Yeah, he's he, you're the one of the best he's, ISO he's players. He's one of the best player ISO players in in history. Why would you not? Like give you it want him? a bucket, you give it to KD. Otherwise, that's, 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 tw- that's, look at 2015, 2016. It's not like they were ISOing. They were they were playing a free-flowing offense. You know, and you talk about this year where it was more, it was like the system kind of, we're talking about a lot this year about how it become a lot more one-on-one. Who's the one who dictate, who uh, like turned that offense into mostly one-on-one? You, that was your, that was your fault. You know, so you want to talk about how uh, you have to ISO. You were the one who, were, who was complaining about ISOing too much in OKC and want to become a cog in the system. So I think that's yeah. just invalid on, on yeah, his part. That's, so that's number, number, that was the third point. Now, well, going back to his point about OKC fans, I'm sorry. You cannot blame that you fan base can't. at all for that reaction. Are you going to tell me you went to Game 7, so you blew you a 3-1 blew one, your you blew a three one lead in the conference finals the year the season before, okay? Then that same offseason, you decide to just, again, put Jump another knife in the You, you just hopped on the bandwagon. That's like putting, taking a knife and... That, that was already in the hearts of all OKC fans and just digging it deeper. You blew a 3-1 lead and then you, to a 73-1 team and then you joined their team like, you're, knowing you're the second best player in the what NBA. What did you think? What they were pissed. Um, and he said that he'll never I'd feel be attachment to the community of OKC and stuff like that. You did all that. Cha- so you think all that charity work was for nothing? All that charity work that KD did in that community was for nothing? You're pretty much implying that you did all that charity work because you were that big player and stuff. Listen, bro, if you're going to... Uh, do that charity work. Do it for the sake of charity, man. Like, come on. 
Like, don't say, don't see, recant on the, that part of your OKC tenure, bro. Listen, <coughs> be proud of the fact that you helped out their community all, that much, okay? And KD's a nice guy. Like, he's a, genuinely a good dude. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't know that KD's that... that he did that out of the goodness of his heart. Exactly. So, so stick so, like, on you're that, just man. lying like, totally to the face of the... Of, to, to the media. You're lying... You're lying to the just world. Just stick to that, bro. Don't say, don't talk about, oh, never feeling attachment for And you know what? Bro. You're in Brooklyn now. You left, you moved on, you're in a new chapter of your life. And, Why are you and, focusing on the past? And the other part about how he's talking about all the trainers, all the organization, everyone's fake. Because when he came back to OKC for the first time, none of them spoke to him. Uh, and they didn't say hi to him. They weren't all nice. You abandoned. Why? Him. Why would they be? What? What is? Why is this? Like, you abandoned him. You stabbed Westbrook how, in the how, back. How is? How does um, them not saying hi to you? You're coming in as the enemy in those circumstances, and then you're talking about how everyone's fake because nobody says hi. And to you know you. what's funny? What do you expect? They're gonna be old. They're, you're gonna come back, and they're gonna be like, they're gonna hug you or something. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, like expect? again, like it, it was, it was hilarious. And then also. OKC was prepared for if you left them. OKC was. They, they were preparing in the event that if Katie would leave. But nobody expected you to go to go to the Warriors. Exactly. Because you went to the Warriors, that was your backup. If you went to and, any other team. And he's talking about how everyone's that bad. fake. How does that make them fake when they supported you when you were with the them? Only one is and, then, and then when you leave, they don't support you. That's, that's, that's called being an organization. That's that, real. I don't see anything fake about that. You either and with also, us, you you, you exactly. against us. You know what I'm saying? You, with us or against us. And the point is that um, he's talking about how, every, in my opinion, I think it would be actually fake for them if they call, came up to him when he returned and they hugged him and stuff. Yeah. Because that would be more fake. Because that's that wouldn't Everyone show their pissed. true feelings. Everyone exactly. was pissed. So in my opinion, that's them being like, real. That they're pissed off to you. They're pissed off. Bottom line is that KD, the only one who's being fake right now is KD. And KD's being fake to himself. At the end of the day... He exactly, was, he's not he, being true to himself. At the end of the day, he was pissed that everyone got mad at him for going to Golden State. But at the end of the day, you you what knew you that think is gonna you, you signed up, you won your you rings. Now you moved on. Let's don't focus on the past. Now you can't blame people. And you wanted to you wanted to embrace that whole bad guy identity <coughs> uh, when you went to Golden State. You want to embrace that whole bad guy. You want he he pretty much wanted to be LeBron bad guy uh, mentality from Miami. Yeah. He want he want to. And be it doesn't it doesn't work like that. LeBron handled it, okay? LeBron no, but never, LeBron hated it, too. LeBron didn't like it, but he, he handled it. it. Listen, he never went to media. He didn't say anything like that. Yeah, he, LeBron was never... He never said shit like this. Exactly. Like he, instead, you you couldn't handle it. KD's thing is being a nice guy. Stick to that, bro. Don't don't try to play the hate, yeah. the villain mentality. Or just the, don't say the anything. The villain role in the NBA. Just bro. don't say anything. Like, what's the, what did you have to say? You were out of sight, out of mind in Brooklyn. You you tried being that villain by going, joining Golden State. And you saw the backlash for it, and now you're trying to you're trying to like justify some of it, bro. Just deal with it. Listen, you're in Brooklyn. Just close that whole chapter on. Your yeah, career, like man. that you're, chapter. You're done. with your best friend in the NBA and Kyrie. Look, just like bro. One move thing. On, man. One thing that's for it, KD. It. If you want to get this whole stigma off of you, win a ring in Brooklyn. Put your focus. F- forget about the media. Win a ring in Brooklyn. If you exactly. win a ring in Brooklyn, people. I'm sure people will forget about what's going on in Golden State. I mean, they won't forget, but they won't at least be... they'll soften it up, you know? Exactly. So, so that, that that's what it is. I mean, KD's got to start being real and stuff. You can't, can't keep hiding behind this fake shit. So that was today. That was this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Definitely leave it a like. Subscribe to the show on all the various podcasting platforms. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Audio Boom. Uh, basically, wherever you can find a podcast, Spotify. Uh, wherever you can find a podcast, you can find us with the Up and Under Podcast. Because Subscribe to the show. 
Uh, let us know what you guys think on social media, whether or not if you agree with our championship picks, whether you, whether you disagree. Follow us at up and under pod. That's up, letter N, under pod. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us there for all the latest updates, reacting to news as they come. Also, a brief announcement. We're going to be launching your website soon. It's not official yet, but when it will be, you will you guys will be the first to know. Uh, we'll be posting it on all the social media platforms, so we'll have a website central to this whole show. Exactly. Uh, also, um, tell us how you feel about our whole uh, new, like, trying to format our show, like, our new format where we're talking about more conversational-based rather than um, just, like, material-based where we had, I think it was more centered to material-based before where we're more... Uh, debating opinionated um, like we're now diving deeper into like conversational base we're diving deeper into like unexplored topics, topics of the NBA exactly. you know like so, this today's episode was a perfect example you know nobody has really recapped the last decade of championships so we decided exactly, to do that so, so let us know what you guys think about that as well you know if you guys enjoyed it don't if you guys have any suggestions or what you want to hear from us let us know as well but with that guys hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you guys all in the next episode take it easy peace